From Vine Pairs New York City headquarters, I'm Adam Teeter. And I'm Joanna Sherino. And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Jabal. And this is the Friday Vine Pair Podcast. Happy motherfucking New Year. Yeah, happy, happy New Year. Happy birthday, yeah. you mean. Happy Oh, yeah, birthday. happy birthday, Zach. Coming up. Happy birthday, Zach. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, we have, we have a, a few people in the sort of office that have early birthdays. Keith is January 5th. Yes. Uh, I think we have a few others. My mm-hmm. fellow seagoats, we will be grumpy <laughs> and stubborn together. Yeah, totally. So we're not going to have a lot of uh, babbling today between between <laughs> the three of us. Instead, I think we were called out for our babbling recently anyway. Yeah, some, someone left a comment they didn't <laughs> like the TV recommendations. <laughs> Screw you, buddy. No. No, we hear you. No, Sorry we don't. That. I'm going to give TV recommendations again. Uh <laughs> Anyways, but uh, I thought that uh, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. (laughs) You know, anyways. um, But we put together a really fun package. We uh, got together with a bunch of people in the Viper office, lots of different Viper employees. Our whole staff. Our whole staff. (laughs) Pretty uh, much. Pretty much. Who was around during uh, the the week before we all worked from home during the holidays and brought them all into the recording studio. And each person has uh, recorded what was either the most memorable drinking experience or memorable drink this year. I think it's really fun to hear the differences and what people were up to in mm-hmm. 2022. So uh, give that a listen and we'll check back with you at the end. But please enjoy. This is Josh, co-founder of Vimepair. And this is my uh, most memorable drinking experience from the year. Back in May, I took my first trip out of the country since the start of the pandemic to Jordan for a week and a half. Probably not a surprise. There isn't a ton of alcohol produced there, although Caracal Brewing in Amman is doing some really cool stuff. The most memorable experience was in Petra after almost a dozen hours spent hiking and exploring the archaeological sites. I was absolutely exhausted. So I ordered a club sandwich up to my room, a.k.a. the best room service order there is, along with a can of Petra 5%, which is just a plain old lager. A room service club sandwich with an absolutely okay local lager isn't why I travel, but it's the kind of experience that is always a part of traveling, one that I missed. Okay, so I'm Sylvie Baggett, and I'm the branded content editor at VinePair. And when we were challenged with this task, I thought about um, the cocktail that surprised me the most that I liked. Um, And it was a celery gimlet from a place in Bushwick called Palmetto. And I would never order this normally because, ew, it sounds gross. Um, But the bartender was like, you should try it. It's actually really good. Um, And it was like salt and pepper and vodka and celery. And I don't know what else. And it sounds nasty even to say it. But it was like delicious and refreshing and very bright. And so that surprised me. And that's that's my cocktail. (laughs) Hi, I'm Danielle. I'm the art director at VinePair. Um, one of the best drinking experiences that I had in 2022 was when I went to Katana Kitten in the West Village. Um, I was actually working on a really cool video series with Patron, uh, and it featured one of the bartenders there, Armando. And it was really cool because I actually went um, prior to the shoot, so I got to meet him in person, and he was just such a really great person to be around um, and spend time with while we were at the bar. I mean, first off, the cocktails there are amazing. It's a Japanese style cocktail bar, um, but very modern and had like American twists on it as well. And he was just, he brought us uh, a free glass of champagne and also these really interesting shots of sake with a deviled egg, which I would personally never think to have, Um, but overall had a really great experience there and hoping to go back more next year. Hey everyone, my name is Keith Beavers. I'm the tastings director of Vine Pear. 
and the host of Vine Pairs Wine 101 podcast. And I drank a lot of great, amazing stuff this year. But my favorite wine that I had this year I had to get to there because what happened was it all started with a visit with CEO of Vine Pair, Adam Teeter, and I. We went to Monte Rosso Vineyard. It's one of California, one of America's very important vineyards. And we met Brene Royal, who is the manager of this huge vineyard with her team doing amazing work to basically evolve American wine into the next generation. It's, it's amazing. When we were there, I was able to see things that I didn't know existed, like the oldest, the second oldest vines of Simeon in the world. And it was that moment that I decided, I was like, wait, 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 American wine. Why aren't we focusing more on American wine? So I started collecting American wine from small producers throughout the year. And then in the fall, I got together with Adam Teeter, managing editor of Vine Pair and host of Cocktail College, Tim McCurdy, at my house on a beautiful, beautiful, exquisite fall day, right in the beginning of fall. We carved pumpkins, we lit fire pits, we played bocce, and the whole time we drank these American wines that I had collected throughout the year. They were stunning, amazing, and beautiful, and it showed me that the United States is just getting started with really good, focused, and sometimes expensive, but worth it, American wines that will age forever and drink just beautifully. So the culmination of all this was a bottle of 136-year-old vine Semillon from Palmary Vineyards. It blew my mind structurally aromatically, Americanly, it was incredible. We had other amazing wines like the Revolver Zinn from Gagnon and Kennedy, an amazing Cabernet Sauvignon. But that Semillon showed me that we are a very diverse country in wine and we have so much more to explore and I cannot wait to do it. Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm the assistant um, editor here, Vine Pear. And one of the best cocktails I had this year was a soju martini from Genesis House in the Meatpacking District. One of the reasons why I really, really enjoyed it is because it was super delicate and smooth, um, but it had like this really nice nutty and earthy flavor to it um, that probably came from the sesame oil. So it was really unique and just kind of a different take on a martini. And then I also had the opportunity to try some of Schramsberg Vineyard's J. Schramm, the 2001 vintage at Anson's earlier this year and that one was so super good like it had notes of um lemon and very champagne-esque even though it's not champagne but it was like the perfect kind of sparkling wine that you can just sit and sip and you don't always have to have a toast to which I really love too. Hey this is Dave Infante I'm the contributing editor and columnist here at Vine Pair I write Hop Take which is our beer column everyone go read it it comes out every Thursday uh, this was a big year for me drinking abroad. I hadn't been abroad in a few years, uh, and this year I was lucky enough to go to both Oaxaca, uh, Oaxaca City in Oaxaca State in Mexico, and also Verona, Italy. And while I had a blast in Verona and I was there with some colleagues uh, from the site, we were there uh, speaking at Wine to Wine, which was really 
cool conference. We had a lot of fun. But Oaxaca uh, came through with what I thought was probably one of the most unique drinking experiences I've really ever had, and certainly this year, which was we got the opportunity to visit a uh, Mezcal Palenque um, about an hour outside Oaxaca City proper. It was um, the Palenque of uh, Real Monero, um, which is one of the pioneering uh, Mezcal producers in the state of Oaxaca. It's a very well-respected producer from you know what I understand and, and the reporting I read on it in preparation of, of going to check it out. And I was able to go with a few friends, and we got a tour from the family members that still own and operate the, the Palenque. Um, we got run through the whole process of producing the Mezcal. Uh, you know, I've been on distillery tours before, and they vary in quality. I think, you know, some of them are pretty interesting. A lot of them are pretty rote and uh, not that compelling. This one certainly was. And we got to taste a bunch of the Mezcal that they produced there at the Palenque. And I think, um, you know, we talk a lot about certainly here at, at the site and then just as journalists. Generally, we talk a lot about like provenance and story and like why that stuff matters or does it matter? You know, some of it, I think, really becomes trite and uh, kind of just like marketing deployment rather than, you know, actual you know, value creation or extension for the um, the drinker. Um, but this was not that. I mean, they, Real Monero, uh, you know, I even though I'm cynical and I've been covering beverage alcohol for more than a decade, I was really impressed with, you know, the family members' um, evident passion and, frankly, concern for Mezcal as a spirit and as an export. Um, they, you know, you can, and I did, look them up and read about um, their advocacy around, uh, you know, preserving the various agave cultivars that they rely on to make mezcal and and you know that came through a ton in a way that i feel like uh pretty much every producer is going to pay lip service to um you know being concerned about the ecology uh of you know the cultivars but uh i was very convinced that they were genuine in their apprehension for it and like that very much you know informed the way we talked about and the way i now think about uh mezcal as a product i'm of course not claiming that i'm new or uh, that i'm like hot on the trail of this like unknown spirit mezcal has been covered well i think and continues to be covered well by uh folks here at vine pair and then other journalists who are you know covering the spirit so it's not that this stuff isn't known necessarily but for me it was a very uh, up close and personal introduction to what I consider to be one of the more interesting spirits, um, you know, out there uh, and available for American drinkers. So that was awesome. Uh, we bought a bunch of mezcal to bring back. Uh, I think we were just under the like legal limit for customs, um, and uh, we now get to sip on that from the little Viladoras that we purchased uh, at a market in Oaxaca that have the little crosses in the bottom of the little shot glasses and remember what was i think a pretty singular experience uh for a pretty singular spirit 
Hi, I'm Allie Kuklinski, Manager of Brand Partnerships and Activations here at Pair. Definitely a loaded question, the best thing I drink all year, but if I had to choose the most memorable sip or experience, I do have one. I visited a few Maisons in Reims, France early this fall, and while Vouve and Pomeray Champagne were both great, Maison Renard topped them both tasting in their beautiful courtyard. I had a vintage rosé champagne, which was a blend of 40 to 50 crews that combines the freshness of Chardonnay with the fruitiness of Pinot Noir. It was the most refreshing and in-the-moment experience I had all year. I think what made it really unique as well was that, you know, there's a lot of history there. Ruinart was the first established house of champagne in 1729 and has been exclusively producing champagne since then. So overall, I would definitely recommend having a crisp glass of rosé champagne. I'm Zach Jabal, and as you all listening no doubt know, I'm the co-host and producer of this year Vine Pair podcast. 2022, another excellent year in drinking for me. Got to take a few trips to eastern Washington, to Napa Valley. Got to drink, of course, lots of great wines there and, and other places. Some excellent beers, cocktails, spirits, even a couple of hard seltzers that weren't too bad. But I think the single most special drinking experience for me this year was getting to share a bottle of 2016 Treveri Cellars Blanc de Blanc with my mom. Uh, on the occasion of the Seattle Mariners not just making the playoffs for the first time in over two decades, but actually winning a series, actually on a thrilling comeback against the Toronto Blue Jays. Sorry again, Joanna. Cheering for the Mariners is something that's united my mom and I for decades, from the time I was a kid through now. And even though, as mentioned, there have been some lean periods in there, uh, it's something that we've always enjoyed, getting to go to the ballpark together, turning on the game, commiserating all of the things that go along with being a sports fan. And so it was really magical for me to get to celebrate this moment uh, with my mom, with a nice bottle of wine. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about our custom of celebrating special occasions with sparkling wine, be they life milestones, promotions, sporting events, getting through a Tuesday, whatever it might be. And I certainly hope that there are many more such occasions in my future, especially up ahead in 2023. Hi, my name is Nicola Baker. I'm a news writer here at Vine Pair. It's difficult to pick a favorite drink out of the year. There's been so many great ones, but I would have to say my favorite was the frozen Miami Vice from the Long Island Bar. I'm usually not a frozen drinks girl, but the tartness of the cranberry just like cuts the uh, pina colada so well. It's an amazing drink. Uh, I'm Rob Garrity. I'm the Senior Director of Integrated Marketing here at Vine Pair. Um, and a unique tasting experience that I got to have this year was actually up in Canada. Um, so this October, my partner and I were celebrating our first anniversary. Uh, we hadn't really plotted out what we were going to do. <laughs> and so on a whim, we decided that we were going to drive up to Niagara Falls and just experience everything that the border got to offer. And we specifically wanted to go to the Canadian side up in Ontario. And so since it was on a whim... We hadn't really mapped out what we wanted to do or what our trip would look like, apart from the obvious, which was seeing the falls. Um, but a friend of mine, about a week earlier, I had been you know, saying that we were considering Canada and mentioned Niagara. And she said that there were a lot of great wineries up there. She had actually gone to a few. Um, and so we decided to take a few uh, a look at a few in the area. Much to my surprise, there was an impressive amount of uh, wineries within the driving distance. So we took a chance on one. It wasn't the one that she had mentioned and decided to check it out. And so we you know, signed up to do one of their premium tastings. It was going to be three glasses from that list. Um, but what we got was so much more. 
Uh, we got there, you know, we sat down, we had gone on the earlier side because we wanted to start off the day on a high note. And, um, you know, our consultant immediately came over, was, you know, super friendly and knowledgeable, led us through the list with ease, you know, said a lot of people tend to go for one white, one red, and one from their kind of dessert wine section. Um, since there were two of us, we knew that meant we could, you know, multiply our options. And so we each chose different ones, you know, for our first couple of tastings. Then as we were talking to her, she started mentioning another white. My partner wanted to go back to the whites, but I was really focused on the dessert wines. Uh, Specifically, they had ice wine, which I'd never had the chance to have. But they also had this specialty liqueur called Vinaya, which they made on site and, you know, was sort of this like raspberry grape concoction. Um, she equated it to Chambord, but said it wasn't quite as sweet. And so I told her I was between both. And she said, don't worry about it. I got you. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> and sort of came over, you know, poured the Vinaya in, you know, tasted it on its own. It was amazing. As I'm tasting it, she's telling me all about how this is the favorite thing that she brings to all of her friends' parties. It's so versatile. You have to have it with sparkling wine. So then she comes over with their sparkling wine and pours that in. <laughs> and so I get to taste it that way, too. Um, so just, you know, really getting to taste all the different ways you can use it. It was it was so good. Um, and then proceeds to also give me the ice wine because I simply have to try it because we're in you know Niagara on the, the lake. So I try that. It was good. I don't know if I get the hype around ice wine or not, but, you know, I'll never not try something new. And so, um, you know, as as we went on, we, you know, she then tells us that they have some first growth vintages that are open and, you know, not everyone gets to try these. So she brings those out. So at this point, I was like, how many tastings have we had today? <laughs> um, but she was having a great time with us. And I think because we went on the earlier side, it kind of allowed her to, to have more flexibility. Um, and so we, you know, got to try a, a wide breadth of what they had to offer. And, and when I say wide, they have a lot to offer. You know, it's um, it's called Reef Estate Winery. Um, the founder is German and so comes from that background, a lot of those grapes. But then the winemaker that he partnered with has like more of an Italian and Spanish background and, and education. And so they had everything from Cab Franc to Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, Chenin Blanc. Um, the just amount of different types of grapes that they had on this vineyard was was pretty impressive. So when all was said and done, we left with three bottles of their wine, <laughs> plus the Vinaya, which we still haven't opened uh, because we're still waiting for that perfect moment to do it and uh, relive that amazing experience up in Canada. This is Joanna Sherino, Editor-in-Chief of Vine Pair and co-host of This Very Vine Pair podcast. By now you all know about the amazing drinks I've had this year, and there have been so many from truly exceptional wines around the world, the Arinto and the Azores, Emilio Pepe Pecorino in Verona, many more. But I think the cocktails for me were the real standouts this year. I learned so much on the Cocktail uh, College podcast, making stuff at home. Um, But the one standout, I think, for me was the Añejo Old Fashioned that we had at the Hacienda Patron earlier this year, made by uh, Pepe Guti for us. Um, That was really delicious and I think really unlocked the old fashioned for me because that was never a cocktail I loved, but this iteration was just outstanding. 
So my name is Gabrielle Johnson. I am the creative producer at Vinepair. And I have to say my favorite drink for this year and one that still sticks out in my mind after having it this past summer is the A Martini at Long Island Bar. It's made with Heppel gin, sake, uh, Lustel white vermouth, and their house bergamot pomelo tincture. I just remember the tincture complementing the citrus notes and the gin very nicely. And the sake, to me, added a nice refreshing lift. And it's one that I can't wait to have again. I'm Sarah Pinsonow. I'm a designer at Vine Pear. And the best drinking experience I had this year was at my sister's college graduation um, from Loyola, Maryland in Baltimore. Uh, my whole family went to the Bygone, which is uh, this like rooftop restaurant and bar at the Four Seasons in Baltimore. And I had a couple of Palomas, and they were fantastic. Hello, my name is Tim McCurdy, and I am the managing editor at Vinepair and the host of the Cocktail College podcast. When I look back at this year, I feel very fortunate for all the opportunities I've had to travel in pursuit of drinking. Uh, That's taken me to the Seychelles to drink rum, to Canada to drink rye whiskey, and Charleston for the Wine and Food Festival to basically drink everything the city had to offer. Looking at the most memorable experiences, though, we're heading to a different city, and that would be New Orleans. First up for me from there would be a drink from the Cure Cocktail Bar. Um, It's called the Drink of Laughter and Forgetting. It was created by Michael Yusko. And while I didn't drink this in New Orleans, it features in the Cocktail Bar's book, which was authored by owner Neil Bodenheimer, and Emily Timberlake. Um, This cocktail contains chinar, green chartreuse, lime juice, rich demerara simple syrup, and 14 dashes of Angostura bitters. What I really love about it is the fact that this drink contains no real base spirit, but it remains powerful and bold, and it's just an incredible mix of unexpected ingredients. The most memorable experience I had, however was in New Orleans and is a different one. Um, It was a martini, and I drank this martini directly after it had just been announced that Vinepair had won the Tales of the Cocktail Spirited Award for Best Drinks Publication in the World. I was lucky enough to beat the ceremony, and this martini I had, you know, definitely wasn't technically the best of the year. It was served to me in a highball glass with a lemon wedge, This was all they had at that kind of time of the night. But it was just a wonderful experience to celebrate that success of the work of all of our colleagues and wonderful writers that we have here at Vinepair. So looking forward to many more experiences like that in 2023. Hi, everyone. My name is Jenny Riddell. I'm the Senior Director of Brand Partnerships, Activations and Events here at Vinepair. Today, I am talking about my favorite drinking experience of the year. So this summer, my fiancé, my parents, and I drove up to Canada to visit family and friends. Despite my many trips to Canada to see family, I've never actually visited Ottawa before. So this summer, it was on the list. We went to the rooftop bar in the Fairmont Chateau Laurier, a historic hotel overlooking the Parliament buildings and the Ottawa River. 
This hotel was built in the early 1900s, so celebrities, royalty, and politicians have all stayed there. The view was gorgeous, the cocktails and wines were delicious, and it was the perfect experience combining past and present. My name is Dario Fortin. I'm the social manager here at VinePair. My most memorable drinking experience of 2022 was probably within the last month, month and a half, a wine bar called Sauced in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It was just an experience that I had never had before where the menu, wine menu, was not really existent. It was more so you explain your current feeling, your vibe, how you're, what, what sort of state of mind you're in and what you look for in a wine and what you maybe don't like in a wine. And the, the kind people there, they help you sort through different bottles, different styles. They talk you through it and they allow you to try as many wines as it takes for you to find exactly what you're looking for. So, you know, me and a few friends, we had a long week. Um, we went there as sort of a, a release. Um, the vibes were great. The music was great. Uh, big space in the back, but then the interior was was pretty um, was pretty cozy. Um, so when you ordered your wine, you, you were just able to really understand why this wine was sort of assigned to you almost. Um, so we we fell in love with a. I believe it was a white wine, but it was you know more so of an orange of of what we've come to understand today, and um, and it. it burst with very citrusy, bright, um, honey, pineapple notes, um, something that you might enjoy when the weather is warmer, but it really didn't matter. You know, we sat in the, in the cold on the patio with this bottle and we ordered another and it was, it was fantastic. And it was, you know, a night where the, all of the stresses of the week sort of faded away into that experience and into that, into that bottle. So the bar is sauced in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. All right. My name is Olivia White, and I am an editorial assistant here at Vine Pear. One of the coolest drinking experiences I had in the past year was probably in November in San Diego. I had the privilege of spending Thanksgiving out there in the sunshine and went to a bunch of breweries out there, and there was one called Pure Brewing in North Park. And the space itself was fantastic, and they had a really extensive beer list, one of them with a beer that I'd never even seen before. They called it smoothie beer, and it was a blueberry smoothie beer, and obviously I had to try it. So I got a flight, and I'm usually a stout person, and it was the first time I had kind of branched too far away from that and really, really, really enjoyed everything it was about. Um, it was about 6% alcohol and tasted like a blueberry smoothie. It was really fantastic and was talking to the guy behind the bar about the beer itself. And they actually circulate about every four or five weeks between the kinds of smoothie beers that they have on tap there. And now they're featuring like a, I think he said it was an orange cream smoothie beer. So that sounds great. I'll have to go back and try that at a later date. But it was just like the texture was really interesting. It was unlike anything I would have expected to find on a draft list at a brewery like this. 
and found it really unique and really incredible. And I can't think of any other brewery that's doing anything like it. So definitely really cool and something to keep your eye on. And if you're in the San Diego area, I would really highly recommend going and checking it out. Hi, so my name is Bobby Thorne, and I'm an account manager on the brand partnerships team at Vine Pair. Um, this year, we took a trip to um, California in the early fall, and we drove down the coast to Big Sur. Uh, we stayed in this little yurt in this like glamping resort called Tree Bones. Um, on the property, they have this uh, sushi bar called Wild Coast that has some of the freshest seafood I've ever tasted. Um, they do like a 10 to 12 course omakase dinner. And for a set price, you can do this like beverage pairing. Um, they have this like really great variety of champagnes and sakes. And it was really one of the best drinking and dining experiences I've had in a while. I'm Katie. I'm the editor here at Vine Pair. And two drinking experiences stood out to me this year. The first was I got to visit Napa for the very first time with my family, and we had a chance to visit Chateau Montalena, beautiful property and amazing wines, and the combination was pretty unforgettable. Uh, the other thing was I got to uh, discover that Coronitas exist, so um, when I was at the beach, I actually got to finish my beers before they got hot because I'm a slow drinker, so those were very exciting for me. Hey, everybody. It's Adam Teeter here, co-founder and CEO of VinePair and one of the hosts of the VinePair podcast. You guys all know me pretty well. I know that I love to share all the things that I drank this year and got to have a lot of really delicious stuff. I had a really amazing travels, went to uh, you know the Hacienda Patron, uh, was able to travel to California a few times and, and sample some amazing wineries, Chateau Montalena's you know, big birthday party where I got to have some of their amazing wines again, uh, went to Italy with my wife and had incredible uh, wines together, whether it was Dromo Russo or, uh, you know, amazing Barolos, all, you know, great Chiantis, just had some really delicious stuff this year. But two things stand out the most to me, uh, both uh, for, for specific reasons. One would be uh, the ridiculous magnums of champagne I had on my birthday party, my, my uh, fried chicken magnum birthday party, which was just too epic to even uh, to go into, and magnums of other wines. Uh, we talked about that. And then the other thing would be the uh, cocktails I had this year at the Sunken Harbor Club, and they are special for a reason. It's because it was the cocktails that I had with my wife on our anniversary, and they were some of the last cocktails we had together because I'm expecting my first child in the new year, and... It was some of the last cocktails I had with my wife. Uh, I'm looking forward to her being my drinking buddy again when uh, this is all over in April and we are welcoming a healthy child into our family. It's been a long journey for us, but uh, I'm really excited about everything that is to come and the cocktails we will drink and wine and beer we will drink in the future. Happy holidays. Well, that was awesome. You're just saying that because yeah. yours went last. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. You got to got to close with it's like the anchor leg of a relay. We know who can bring it home. <laughs> um We drank well, a lot this year. We did drink a lot this year. <laughs> and, and, and we, I mean, but we had a lot of fun. I mean, that means you should trust us, right? Yeah, Everybody. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um and I just wanted to say to everyone who listens to the podcast, 
Uh, thank you so much for listening uh, every single week to both Monday and Friday for reaching out to us with your thoughts, uh, with how much you love the podcast, with ideas for new episodes, uh, for telling your friends and family and just strangers even about it. Uh, it really helps people continue to discover the show and has caused us to grow every single year, making us one of the top drink po- drinks podcasts in America, yes. which we really appreciate. We're very um, grateful for very you. Very grateful. So thank you again so much for listening. I hope that each each and every one of you have an incredible new year. Uh, lots of fun. Hopefully you're popping great bottles. As we said, you know, there's no point in saving bottles. No, nope. <laughs> drink them. Uh, and we will see you in 2023. And Joanna Zach, happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Vine Pair Podcast Network. If you love listening to this show, or even if you don't, but I really hope that you do, as much as we really do love making it, then please drop us a review or a rating wherever it is that you get your podcast, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. If you are listening to this on a device right now through an app, however you got this audio, please drop a review. It really helps everyone else discover the show. And now for some totally awesome credits. So, the Vinepair Podcast is recorded in our New York City headquarters and in Seattle, Washington, in Zach Chabal's basement. It is recorded by Zach, mastered, and produced by Zach. He loves all the credit. Keep giving it to him. Drop his name in the reviews. He's going to love hearing how much you love him. It is also recorded in New York City by our tastings director, Keith Beavers, who is the managing director of the entire Vinepair Podcast Network. I'd also love to give a shout out to our editor-in-chief, Joanna Sherino, who joins us on every single podcast as our third and most important host. Thank you as well to the entire VinePair staff and everyone who's been involved in making VinePair as special as it's become. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.